Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer and aspiring software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash complete developer podcast. That's who code is a reintegration solution for veterans that believe in the principle of to teach a man to fish, to better prepare early stage transitioning veterans for returning to the workforce. Many veterans are not homeless, but are un or underemployed. Some have a deep desire to be independent business owners. Their skill sets are desperately needed to enhance local economies and drive innovation. Vets Who Code serves as a launch pad for our veterans and military spouses. We've brought on Jerome Hardaway, founder of Vets Who Code, and Jacob Oakley, a successful graduate of the program, to talk to us about how they are helping the men and women who served in the U.S. military. But before we get started, Will, what have you been fighting this week? Well, uh, last week I spoke in Vegas at MicroConf, um, and that was good. Uh, you get a little tired of Vegas after more than a couple days, um, and I was there for five. <laughs> um, so that was that was fun. The other thing I've been doing is I have been working like a dog on the book. I have one chapter left. It's up to 225 pages total now. Uh, I think February 4th, it was less than 50 pages, just to give an idea. We're recording on April 4th, uh, so that's a fairly insane amount of content. And other than that, man, that's all I've been doing. Like, I don't do it. Like, I awesome. just write. So, Jerome, how about you? Oh, man, this week, what I have been, <laughs> quote unquote, fighting, uh, everything's <laughs> been kind of smooth, like um, finalized. I started using Fastly. And, and uh, at work and I was like, Oh, I like this. So let me see what I can do. I reached out to them and then I was able to sign them on to help us with products for the nonprofit. So they are coming on board as like a tech sponsorship for uh, CDNs for images for us, which is going to be really fun because the upcoming cohort, uh, they have a, they have a capstone project, which is going to require a lot of images. So like that's, Super cool. That's going to happen. Um, and that's pretty much it. Work out and like doing leadership things with like choosing out like what to have in our stack and what not to. So really boring executive stuff. Like <laughs> that's, that's really cool though. That's, that's awesome about the, the fastly. That's neat. Uh, Jacob, how about you? Oh, for me, it's, uh, been banging my head against the wall with some, uh, legacy code that, has been written and kind of Frankenstein pieced together. So I'm trying to figure out where everything leads to get information from databases and APIs and stuff like that. And it's just tracing one thing to another to another. And it's a, it's a long list and it's, it's interesting. It's fun. Keeps me busy all day at least. So how uh, legacy is it? Instead of curiosity. Uh, they're, they're using angular 1.5. Okay. So, not, not too bad. No, so anything, past Angular, anything past Angular, anything past Angular one point eight X is a nightmare. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> like the gray hairs that you have, like pause. I know it's not too bad. Stop trying to be positive. Like if it's not if it's not Angular one point eight X or like any like one point eight. 
1.8 or more, it is like you like your alcohol intake is probably like doubled. Like that's just what <laughs> Angular like does. Like it like old versions of Angular are like made for people who don't like themselves. It's right up there with <laughs> like it's right up there with Ember. Like it's right up there with Ember One. Yes. Ang- yes. Angular One, Ember One, they are both like, oh, like well, uh, it's, it's that one, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. So one, anything past one, Angular one point eight, anything past like anything past Ember two point four, like <laughs> those though any all those are just made for people who mm-hmm. like they need a professional to talk to like if you're still working in that you don't like yourself as a person like see, so, i've been yeah. uh, i've been cleaning up jquery oh sorry see oh jquery well, 1.11 from 2008 oh just your last i was gonna say like we, <laughs> like, we crap on jquery but when you said that like i was like oh sorry for your loss like you know. yeah like, so, um, actually that's one of those things where you even say sorry for your win <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's funny that you guys are making fun of Angular 1.5 because we had a final countdown meeting at work this past week on a project that I've been working on for the past two years that uh, the front end is written in Angular 1.5. Um, the uh, so that was that was interesting. Uh, we're replacing and updating an older system, so it's it's been fun finding out all the odd little things that the old system did that were never listed as requirements. And, you know, this is like an old, I don't even know what the code was written in, but it's ancient. Uh, we're talking like 20 year old system here that we're replacing oh, uh, with the online version. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, now this episode that we're recording is going to come out the week before Easter. And uh, I'm actually going down to Florida to visit my sister for Easter. Uh, looking forward to it, though. I do need to get some new swim trunks. Mine don't fit anymore. Because I've lost so much weight. I am very excited. That's <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, the, that and I'm just cramming for my final. Um, hey, Will, do you remember Writer's Night at Lipscomb? Yeah. So I found the the soundtrack that they made for that a couple of years. I'm so before sorry. Before we were there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, it's, it's great. It has um, DJ Porter's My Pathetic Life. You know, classic Lipscomb Writers Night stuff. Um, yeah, I think I only went to like one of those, and then I was like, you know, I'm going to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, I, I don't have any musical talent, uh, but I used to read and write poetry, um, and uh, a friend of ours would play the guitar in the background. It's sort of some spoken word stuff. Well, the creatives group that I'm in at church has us working on these projects. And so I teamed up with a friend of mine who's like this really good guitar player and I'm writing this like epic poem and he's writing like this really awesome music to go in the background and we're going to perform this. So it's it's kind of interesting and fun. But uh, speaking of poetry, I've got something a bit different for IOTs. So this is not your typical IOTs. This is actually a book of poetry titled The Internet of Things by Kate Camp. Uh, It starts in John Lennon's kitchen as a kid and ends up on a ship. Uh, It contains a collection of stories that are woven into the things that we keep around us. 
And it shows how we travel from our past into our future through the things in our lives. IoT is about connecting devices and things together via the internet. This book of poetry is about how we connect things through our lives. Uh, it talks about healing and navigating tricky times in life. And while not exactly technology, it's worth a look. I actually ended up buying this book after finding it and uh, looked through it last night. It's really cool. Who's talking to us this week? Well, we got an email from uh, Vishen saying, Hey, Will and BJ, my name is Vishen and I am from South Africa. I'm currently studying towards my computer science degree, and my lecturer has asked us to reach out to people we admire in the industry and ask a simple question as a means of putting ourselves out there. I admire what you two have done in creating this podcast and valuable resource for your fellow developers. And my question is, Will and BJ, what are your favorite books right now? I completely understand if you guys don't get a chance to get to this, but I would really appreciate a response if you do. Thank you for your time. Regards, Vishen. So I, as far as favorite books right now, um, I... I'm actually not consuming any media at the moment. I'm just creating. I, I'm not. Um, well, what would you recommend for someone? I would say if you're getting a, you know, a degree in computer science, I would probably read uh, Don't Make Me Think. It talks about user interface design and those huh. kind of things like don't put the users in a position where they have to think to use your app. Uh, that was one of the first books I was given right out, you know, right out of college. And that helped me a ton because I'd been building stuff for programmers and you don't want to do that for the general yeah, population. Yeah, you know, for me it's hard to say without knowing like um the specific language or, or what you're learning. Uh generally speaking, I would recommend The Pragmatic Programmer. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. Uh I like how it's written. It's written in such a way that you don't have to read cover to cover, but you can pick and choose the chapters based on what you need at the time. And of course, Will's not going to say it. But I'd I'd recommend his book once it gets published because it's awesome. But uh, it doesn't Jerome, feel that way right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, Jerome, Jacob, do either of you have any suggestions for Vishen? I have like a million. You have any, like Jacob? Like before I say anything, like, you, like Jacob's in a Slack channel with me, so he knows I'm an avid reader and like <laughs> I am always. It's not articles, it's book recommendations and stuff like that. So, well, for me, I, I don't have any books, but I like uh, going to Smashing Magazine because when I first started, I had yes. a lot of design issues, and so I found the articles on there really helpful <laughs> on being able to really get better at my design. So uh, I was able to read little quick articles on there to figure out the, uh, you know, relations between colors and how they affect users and stuff like that. And uh, looking into like contrast ratio with your colors for accessibility issues. Uh, they have tons of articles on there and can help you a lot. POSIX, POSIX, POSIX. For context of that, why that, that, that matters is like, Jacob is, well, he gives back to Vets Who Code. He's on a part of our code pen team, which is one of like outside of our product team, it's our most forward facing team because what they do is that they make the code pens that get shipped out for the world to see like the skill set that our veterans are making, right? Jacob 
was the worst front-end developer like at one point <laughs> in time in our like cohort i he programmed and designed like he was in the army still like it was like army bare bones barracks like when he would give me things i was like what is this nightmare you, you would you use this i never forget the one-on-one like that changed like his career tra- trajectory like he's he gave me a site and it was the worst site I had saw in like the first like at least six months of that year. And I was like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you not, like, yeah, you have a week to fix this, or I am about to kick you out this channel. Like, I am not playing. He came back with something like 10 times better. I was like, see, I knew you could do it. Why did you give me that stinking heap of garbage? Like, what is wrong with you? And it was like the funniest thing. He's like, when it comes to now the UI, design psychology, code theory, and stuff like that, he's now one of our strongest pro- like every time he gets like a win, I just sit there and I'm like in awe. So I'm like, I can't believe like a year ago he was like like I don't know what happened. Like just you know, that's why you know Vesta Code is so like important to people because sometimes you need somebody from like who knows Hey yo, I'm I know where you're dialing in. Like yo, like get your get your stuff together. I don't know what's going on with you. Um, so like that's why that like recommendation, like him talking him like yo, like Smashing Magazine is legit. Like yo, he's yeah. man. It's 180 yeah. with him. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's really I'll awesome. Tell what happened. I, I'll tell you what happened. I learned about open source. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, because I'll go there to go, oh, hey, here's a framework I can use so nobody realizes I'm awful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. I was, was going to say, way, way to turn that weakness into a strength, though. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yes. But now, like, even without frameworks, he's still dope. And he's cool with, like, frameworks that I don't even touch. Like, he does a lot of 3JS stuff. And I'm oh, like, wow. look, I am not even trying to get on this level of doing like, why, why does it have the word camera in it? Pass, hard pass. Not doing it. <laughs> Don't have time to learn that. I'm a, I barely have no time to catch up on my shows on Netflix. Not going to interrupt that for this. Um, yeah, so the books, I, like, yeah, I have so many books. First book, um, Discipline Equals Freedom. I think everybody should read that book because like it's some uh, Jocko Willing, Navy SEAL uh, commander um, in, uh, during the Iraq War. That's still like kind of going on. Um, he shows just like, you know, for anything you want, you have to uh, have discipline to, to get that goal from working out to building apps, everything you have to learning a new skill. You have to do that. Uh, rework another favorite by DHH shows how thinking and changing, like, you know, looking at concepts and like how they built one of the best, um, primarily remote companies in the industry. And, you know, that I love that book. Uh, the web app, the muse, they have a book called the new rules of work. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I absolutely love that book as well. And deep work by Kyle Newport. I've read, I just finished that book up. Like I, like I said, I am a real big reader because I, I feel like the more I read, the easier it is for me to transfer to the troops who may not like reading. So like I can give them those little nuggets and stuff. And they're like, oh, all right, that works. And I'm like, yes, you know, you have to do, you have to consistently read to like, you know, have different tools in your tool belt to be able to help people from different walks of life. Right. So, oh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, Will and I are both 
uh, big bibliophiles will read a lot. And um, I, of course, I haven't been, he's been working on writing his book, so he hasn't been reading much lately. I've been mostly reading textbooks because I'm in grad school now. So yeah, but uh, uh, those are, I've, I wrote down everything that you said, so I've got a list of things to go through. <laughs> I, I have a million. I'm like, I read at a voracious rate. That's awesome. Thank, thank you for sharing that. So, Vishen, send us um, another message with your contact information because we've got a complete developer water bottle just for you. Guys, if you'd like your very own complete developer water bottle, leave us a review in iTunes or comment on the website or any of our social media. We post all of our episodes to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and I really need to remove Google Plus from that list because it's not around anymore. We're also on Instagram and Tumblr. You can check us out each week on Facebook and YouTube Live. We talk about what's going on in the tech world and answer a couple of listener questions. Or join the conversation anytime via Slack by going to slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Launched in 2014, Vets Who Code is a nonprofit dedicated to filling the nation's technical skills gap with America's best. They achieve this by using technology to connect and train veterans remotely in web development in order to close the digital talent gap and ease career transition for military veterans and to give military spouses skills to provide stability as they move to support their families. They believe that those who serve in uniform can be the digital economy's most productive and innovative. Vetsu Code prepares them to enter the civilian workforce with tangible skills for new careers. As a United States Air Force veteran, Jerome wanted to create a solution to veteran underemployment and homelessness in the U.S., He has a deep knowledge on the current state of veteran affairs and created a curriculum designed to help veterans easily transition into the working world. Along with Jerome, we have Jacob Oakley. Jacob is an Army veteran who is now a mid-level web developer after going through Vetsu Code. The first question that, that we ask, and this is the question I ask all of our guests that come on, is what got you interested in coding? So, Jerome, we'll start with you. Like, why, why software development? What interested you in this? Um, I think because it was skill based. Uh, that was the primary uh, motivation. I didn't want to go to school for four years uh, just to be qualified at entry level at something. And you know, I coming from the military. Well, you know, we have on the job training and style of education in the military is more when it comes to learning your skill set is more like technical on hands and for me software engineering was very much like that uh it was also you know i came out the military with a security forces background and apex of recession so all the skills i had were not um weren't considered strong skills uh, in that, uh, that type of working climate. So I needed, uh, to piggyback, I need to learn something else and level up and software engineering was it. Jacob, how about you? What, what got you first interested in coding and made you decide to go through the program? Well, I think what got me interested was, uh, I love to learn and I love to solve problems. And, uh, you have plenty of opportunities for both of those when it comes to coding and programming. What did you guys do, um, in the Air Force and the Army, was was it tech related at all? For me, no, not at all. <laughs> I did <laughs> uh, my primary tools every day was the M4A1 and the M9 millimeter uh, handgun. So that like those are not 
they don't come, those aren't computers, very low tech. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they don't even run electricity. Uh, so that was it. Like, um, I think the most technical my job got was like, you know, Oh, I have a radio, uh, and they, uh, I might have a vehicle once in a while. So other than that, nah. Uh, so, uh, my MOS is 42 alpha, which is human resources specialist. Uh, so I get to play with computers and be on them. Uh, not really doing a whole lot of coding or technical stuff with them, but I figured that'd be a good one to be in because computers don't like heat and they don't like cold. So no matter where I went, I'd probably be in air conditioning or heating. So that was my <laughs> choice and my thought process there for that one. Uh, so Jerome, tell us about when you first got out of the Air Force. How did you learn to code? Um, I learned how to program initially, um, same way everybody else does, books and going online, uh, finding answers here and there. Uh, I, I joke with the newer troops that like, I, you know, I was, I tell them I'm the last generation of like when the web was still like a no man's land and learning how to code. Like now you guys have everybody trying to help you learn how to code and you know, these developer roadmaps and all these cool, nice, clean, pretty resources. I was like, no, when I learned, I, I was starting how to code right before, you know, Slack was created and you know, there was like, you know, you had to figure out that what the IRC was. And I was like, I had no idea what the IRC was like for yep. two years. And, you know, so that was my path. And like learning how I was learning how to, you know, SQL and learning how to use uh, manipulate uh, data and pull data from uh, databases. And that was like my first job was, hey, let me, you know, pull this information from these databases uh, and the Twic card program department with Homeland Security. So like, that was it. And then I moved on to a nonprofit learning, learning how to do web. Uh, mar- I was supposed to be marketing assistant because that's where my degree is in. When I was in the military. I degreed it like in marketing. Um, but because when you're at a nonprofit and everybody's 80, uh, the first thing they say when they have somebody that's like 25, it's like, Hey, you're, you're young. You can figure this stuff out, fix this. And you're, the thing that had me fixed was the website that was looking like something. If you go online right now and go to the Bojack Horseman's website, uh, it looks like something out of the 90s or a Captain Marvel's website. Both of those look like something out of the 90s. Um, and that is how their website looked. Like, oh, like it's like GeoCities on drugs. Like, this is not a good thing. Uh, <laughs> this yep. is why your online donation process is shot. Um so they gave me like they're like hey fix this and so basically i, I spent my uh probationary period the entire three months heads down learning php and working in the most awful cms ever like <laughs> so how is it wordpress these days it, it wasn't <laughs> wordpress i'm not shooting shots at automatic but uh <laughs> autom- uh, wordpress is crappy if you like when you see the new stuff that's out there with mern stack and jam stack yeah. But, um, yeah, so I learned enough, you know, PHP was kind of still no man's like scripting languages have never really gotten the respect. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, the more verbose, like strongly typed languages, right? You know, so the Java's out there, the .NET people out there, they've always like, you know, they never, uh, that, that respect never really translated to PHP or so, you know, when you went to PHP and you were learning that stuff on your own without like a mentor and stuff. 
it, you know, the code is like something out of the wild, wild west. So like, I just, I think about that code that I wrote and I shudder I'm a little sad and embarrassed by it. I'm thankful that I didn't know what GitHub was at the time because <laughs> if I, if that was on my GitHub, I was like, no one would ever hire me if that was on my GitHub. Uh, yeah. So, um, fast forward, like 2014, there was a army veteran had fallen. One of the issues that he was really facing was transition and retraining. And I had used all the skills I had learned about web development to set up a website, all the skills I learned four score and seven years ago in college to, you know, do marketing and reach out and stuff. And I ended up raising 10 grand for his family in like 27 hours. Um, moving forward with that, people were like, you ever do something good or do something big? And then you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm done now, right? Like, that was like me. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to go back to my life. And, you know, like, I'm 28 now at this time. I'm like, let me start chasing girls and stuff. And they were like, no, you can't do that. Like, what else are you going to do? I was like, I'm, I'm not Houdini. Like, you want me to put a rabbit on my trick, on my hat? I don't know how to do that. Uh, so I was like, hmm, what else am I going to do? What gave me, like, most, like, what gave me a second chance in life? What helped me, you know, see the light in the tunnel? And it was like learning a skill that was you know applicable that i had the control over like i'm a i don't know most veterans like they like structure and they're control freaks like not like in a negative way it's like they want especially in the military like you know ep the biggest like most attractive thing about getting out the military is that you're no longer in this area or this component of where you know someone else controls when you get promoted and things of that nature like you're like oh you know i can I'm the master of my destiny. Like if I'm ready to get promoted and this person doesn't agree with me, oh, I just go and apply for another job or the person who is going to give me more money and stuff like that or give me more responsibility, stuff like that. So like that is where like that's what I like. Like, with, you know, I tell people all the time, I look at the analogy with software engineering and like, you know, Jacob's heard me many times. I look at it just like boxing or combat sports in general, where you get, you know, when you're in this, when you're in the gym, you get in what you get out. That's just the name of the game. Like you have to, you know, I tell them all the time that this is the place you make mistakes. This is the place to do your screw ups because when you're in the ring, you want to be as polished as possible, but you can't be polished if you're here. So like it was like, that's how I looked at web development my entire time of learning myself. It was a skill. That the more I did, the better, you know, more I got out of it. And the more dedicated I was, the more structured I was, the more I focused on doing the right work, the better I became. So that's what, like, I wanted to help other veterans get. Because like, I can't be the only veteran that wants to learn how to program or wants to learn how wants to get in programming. And I was right, ironically, um, to, like, even finding people who had, like, programming experience like, you know, Zed A. Shaw, uh, Learn Code the Hard Way, Learn yep. Python Harley. I love that stuff. He, he's a veteran. No one knows. I did not know like, that. Exactly. Know like, that. he, yeah, he was, he's Army. He was a logistics troop. He, uh, well, he served, he went to Korea, like, for a little, for a stint. Like, he's not that old. Not, not like the Korean War. Like, right. He's, like, so, yeah. like, he's not, <laughs> no, he's not 90. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so it was really cool when I connected with him and he's like, oh yeah, it's like, you're, you know, we're, we're kindred spirits. Like, yeah, this is dope. Awesome. Um, and, you know, he ended up coming on, joining our board and helping us with our infrastructure and stuff, we know our first steps. Um, 
But like, that's what I, you know, that's what made the passion of having Vetsu Co. And, you know, even from every step, like Vetsu Co is closer and closer to like, you know, going back to one of the books I recommended, Rework. Uh, we operated looking at how tech, co- like that company works and looking at like certain systems. Like, and I think that's what the advantage of Vetsu Co, like even, you know, because we're a nonprofit and we're, we kind of govern ourselves because we're not like, uh, NGO versus a M- like we're MPO versus NGO. We don't move at the speed of government, which means we would never move. Um, so, like one thing that we do that even for profit organizations will do is that we are constantly updating our curriculum. Like we are updating our curriculum based upon uh, what we see out in the industry that works now versus what we want. Like, you know, if I wanted to, what I want to teach is Ruby. I love Ruby. I think Ruby's a great language to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Python as well. Those are great languages to learn in these first programming languages. But my job is to make them productive. So I'm able to, and productive and employable as well. That's how I look at it. It's not just teaching how to program. It's making it productive and employable. So I chose JavaScript because, hey, this is the biggest language out there right now. This is uh, one that people are most willing to take chances on um, with newer engineers. This is the one that if we particularly if we fo- we can focus and go front to back with IoT and everything and stay in one language and focus more on core concepts without jumping from language to language. Because, you know, when you're new, context, context switching is hard even when you're a... Uh, you know, full stack developer going from the back end writing Java to the front end writing, you know, CSS and SAS and stuff. So just imagine the context switching that's pe- that people go through when they're learning three or four languages mm-hmm. in school. Like, I never understood how, like, how can a, how can a boot camp teach .NET and front end development in the same time? Like, I, I'm like, I've been in the game six, seven years and I see like a, a .NET app. I'm like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not touch. C sharp or C at all. I'm just going to go over here and take a drink of coffee. You guys call me back when you're done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's the thing. Like even now, like our curriculum, when Jacob was going through is totally different than the curriculum that we teach now. Like, you know, the first week we are t- making the kids, well, I say kids, but most of them are older than me. Uh, troops, we're making the troops. Uh, they go, they go through get flow. They're learning BIM. Uh, so they're learning more modular style CSS. Um, practices we took away learning frameworks like css frameworks at all so everything like with responsive web they have to focus on learning layout so we teach in the concept of grid you start out with grid then you um, add flex and then once you have pushed the limits of grid and flex then you add media queries. And then we're also doing semantic markup. We'll focus on web accessibility and SEO right out the gate. So we're teaching them things like, hey, well, you turn that max scale from one to five. That's like four points on Google Lighthouse right there. You know, this is like week one, week two. Um, or we weren't even like, I wasn't even baking in that. So I was like sectorizing each segment. But like now what I'm doing is like, as you build, I'm showing you how to do things like on a higher level. And uh, you know, last year was a crazy year for us because of how we were doing that. We had like um, veterans. They were like a Jacob himself jumped from his first web development job was a mid-level job. Like that's what people don't like when you say he's a mid-level programmer. It's like, oh, no, that's his first job. Though We had a guy, true. His first job was a senior software engineer with Horizon. I'm like, 
how are you guys getting senior positions? It's your first shot out. Like, yo, that makes me feel good. Like inside, like, you know, I'm like Kobe or Jordan or I don't know which one. (laughs) I don't know enough about sports. I don't know which one I am. Uh, (laughs) So I I, go ahead. I was going to say, so I'm, I'm curious now, like, how does the program work? Is this a, like, you're talking about it. Is it, is it a classroom style uh, work at your own pace? How, how do you have that set up? It is a classroom slash community style. So basically we do things in three phases. We go through um, foundational phase, which is I hit all foundational programming mm-hmm. now. So the first person you have to deal with is me and I am dad. As Jacob will tell you, I am the villain. I'm the bad guy. I am the, I'm the hard ass of the room. Like I am not, I'm the bully. So I make you do a lot of work. Like I, I crack jokes and you laugh and make fun of me. I make, I give you homework. I'm the homework king. Right. So phase one is getting through me. I'm shark week. And instead of waiting for, uh, I'm hell week. And instead of waiting until like week seven, week eight, like they do in the military, wait till they get you all nice and trained up for hell week we just you know we're gonna throw you in first early and then we're not even going to wait and make it last a week we'll make it last four or five weeks you know because you know you only live once right so i'm gonna make it hurt so um that's uh that's phase one then phase two is computer science like or segment two computer science two weeks uh there was phil who he came through our program got in a good job um one of his jobs his job was actually like a it's weird it's a new cool thing where it's a job, but they're also allowing him the time and stuff to finish his like PhD and stuff and machine learning. Hmm. Really weird. I have no idea what those are called. Like I was like, is that like an internship? They're like, no, it's still a job. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, they're basically paying you to get smarter and then using a GI Bill too to get smarter. Love it. Um, even though everybody knows that I kind of, I'm tougher on the kids with CS degrees than I am with the kids who can't, who don't come from CS backgrounds. Good. Because the kids with CS backgrounds think they know what they're doing. And I'm like, you have zero idea what you're doing when it comes to a production level app. I can All speak to that too. Uh, <laughs> I have a CS degree. Um, so yeah. And coming out, man, they don't, like they don't show you like professional development stuff. Like you just like run into that. Like it's, it'd be like somebody that played a uh, video game, you know, suddenly getting into an actual military conflict. Like yeah. they're just, you know, they're, they just run into walls basically. Yeah. I'm like It's like playing rumble, the uh, rumble boxing on like N64 and then getting a real like boxing ring. Into a, like, no, yeah. not going to do that. With like, like a big no. angry dude. Yeah. Like just because you played UFC three does not mean you're ready for the octagon. Yeah. Like chill, sit down. We, you know, I'm going to need you to drink some water and rethink your life decisions. Yeah. Uh, so what do you teach so, differently on that? As far as like, like, I mean, I know you got to get some comp size stuff in there, but like, where do you draw the line? on that i draw the line only on the stuff that requires to design um design systems architecture and what you would be asked on an interview like that's kind of what I, where i draw the line like understanding architecture understanding design systems and things that like the big five would ask so beyond that i'm like everything is more about how to make things work how to work as a team how to work as a unit like that's where like that's how the, that line gets drawn like i don't because I tell people, like, I didn't, I didn't learn CS until I started seeing it as a gateway for jobs because, like, for our students, right? 
So I learned that skill solely to teach that skill to our veterans. And then I found somebody who actually enjoyed it and could, would love it even more. I was like, hey, you teach that to our veterans yeah. because I hate it. Yeah, you find that uh, one guy. that's uh, Yeah, you find that one dude that's excited yeah, for this. Guy that, like, Yo, you can, you can have that. Yeah, I don't that, want that at all. That sounds like finding somebody... <laughs> That's like finding somebody that uh, likes to clean the porta potties, isn't it? Yes, it's like oh, no, this is like about that. But you know, I know that's how I ended up doing all of our audio editing. Because <laughs> Will was like, "Oh, you have time and you want to do this? It's all yours." And now I do everything for the for the post production stuff. So, yeah. Um, I, I, does that sound like a complaint? I don't know. I, not really. I, I, I that actually like enjoy a it. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, too late now. It's just like yeah. no. That's yeah. That's your role. But that's, know your role. That's very true. That's very true. So hey, Jacob, I, I wanted to to hear from you and find out what was your experience with the program. So with the program, uh, we actually started with Ruby on Rails for the first couple weeks. I think so. That'll tell you how much this program has changed since I've been in and. Uh, the uh, second week, I think it was, he set some of us aside and said, hey, listen, what is it that you actually want to learn? And what are you interested in? And, uh, yeah, I was like, hey, I like the front end. I love the front end. So he grabbed a couple of us and he split us off and he said, y'all said you want the front end. That's what you like. So we're just going to do go JavaScript heavy on you. Like, here's <laughs> here's this thing called JavaScript. <laughs> here's what it does. Here's how it works. He's like, and he starts showing us frameworks and, you know, bootstrap foundation all that stuff, which I leaned on heavily because mm-hmm. of uh, the design skills he mentioned <laughs> yeah. that I had earlier. And uh, it, it was just great uh, just because I had that path set out before me and someone to help guide me on that path where before when I was doing it on my own, it's like, oh, there's so many choices out there. It's like, do I want to do Ruby on Rails, PHP, JavaScript? Uh, oh, I'm in JavaScript. What framework do I want? There's only about a million out there to, to learn and to do. <laughs> and if you don't so like I, them, you get another one next week. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, it was just awesome having people to lean on that's been through it and have seen yeah, the man. world that you could talk to about you know, where do you think I should go? What should I do? Okay, we mm-hmm. there's React and there's Angular. Okay, React's not as popular when I was going through, but it was up and coming when we saw it. And, uh, you know, they were like, well, you know, what do you want to do? Where, where do you want to be? And then that kind of got me on the React side. And I had people in there that I was able to talk to and guide me through it. And I'd get stuck with just passing state through my you know classes and everything. And oh, yeah. I had, a, you know, I, I had people that just, pop on and hit up and say, Hey, how do I do this? Or is there any resources or can you show me? And I had people that would jump on, show me how to do it. And it's amazing. I mean, it just opened up a whole another world. So instead of banging my head against the wall for hours, trying to figure out something, I could just hop on there and be like, Hey, I need help. And had a team of people jumping on ready to go. That's really awesome. Now we Roger that to, uh, to piggyback on what he said, it was very funny because like one of the reasons why we had did that with the whole t- put them the size that I was seeing, like there were certain things that I was just seeing, like, Hey, it's, you know, when I'm talking about this, people's light eyes light up. Then I'm talking about this, other people's eyes light up. So it's like, there's no point. And like, and like I said, I'm very big. I'm anti context switching. I'm very big. Like, yeah. you know, we were initially doing full stack, full stack rails and trying to do mean stack. And I was like, I don't like teaching people like that. Like I'm, I felt like I was being, uh, I was not dictating the pace of what I felt like was more important because like I'm 
I believe, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. Like, I believe in teaching and programming, like how I was trained in the military to have to do my job and like from the concept of like how uh my primary tools worked but like with the whole ruby on rails thing we so i just started i split them up and so that way and people didn't have a context switch and what i saw was that like i was reading the blitz because i was originally a ruby on rails developer when i first got out and i first started like my first real big job mm -hmm. and what i was seeing is that as i was looking at other jobs and other contracts and opportunities I was getting asked less from a Ruby on Rails experience and more and more on React and JavaScript experience, even as a Rails developer. And I was looking at that and I was like, hmm, if people are asking me that, that means that mark the market is A, getting saturated, B, not being very friendly to junior developers. Um, and I was right on both mm -hmm. kind of causes. So when like, I went and I spoke to them, it was good. Like, you know, that's one of the reasons I tell people I stay building production level sites and working because it gives me the advantage of doing market research that I can pass down to the, to the veterans. Like my job is to be an expert on not just what, you know, is the issue with veterans, but issue of getting the job. So I need to like, you want to learn what's going to help you get, make money, right? That's where my focus on learning how to code, right? Is okay. You want to provide for your family. That's, pretty much what my uh, passion is. So not, oh, I want to build open source, or I want to build an XPX thing. No, I want to make you a, a newbie, a rookie, a grunt, uh, skilled enough to where you can put food on the table and you know live your best life. Because uh, I guess Jocko Jock Willink, he says it best. It's like we do it, uh, you know, when you're in the military, you're doing your best because you have a, you know, a purpose. When you're out, it's harder because, you know, that whole purpose of like being in the world's greatest military and making sure that, you know, you're fighting the battles over there because to make sure the threats don't come home, um, kind of loses its luster when you're like working in a nine to five. So it's like, why do you focus on that when you're here? Well, you focus on that for the people that didn't make it back home. Right. So like, that's my concept. Like, you know, I'm trying to get these guys good jobs, good, um, good experiences. So, you know, they can ball out because, you know, there are people that we serve with that doesn't, they, that, that don't have that opportunity. Yeah. Our families, you know, that, you know, they wish their guys, their, you know, husbands and daughters can come back home. So like you owe it to the people that couldn't make it to like come here and do your best work. Right. So like, that's just my concept. And like, that's where I, my focus is like, Hey, uh, I want to help you learn and live your best life. So I'm always doing market research. And when we saw that, when I saw that, I was like, hey, yo, well, since you guys really like front end, I, in my experience, people don't learn well stuff they don't want to learn. Like, how many people are bad at math, but you, what you realize is they weren't bad at math. You just had a teacher that was boring. It's all get out. So, yep. like, same concept. Like, all right, so we're going to teach front end development and we're going to teach it in a manner, like, since, you know, you guys are learning that, let's teach you guys something interesting and go from there. So that's how that unprecedented move happened because most like if you go to like a for-profit boot camp they don't do that at all like there's no way on earth they would do that so um i, I read up on your website uh trying to get information for for talking to you guys and uh i saw something that not being a veteran or, or having been in the military I, I don't know the the concept so um what is this train how you fight concept? Train how you fight is, is based around the idea of, you know, train how you fight. Like, okay, I'm not going to, if you're, you know, in the, you know, Redcoats days when like America was like fighting the British, mm -hmm. right? They were lining up and, you know, marching and stuff. That's how back in the day everybody fought. You know, you lined up, you marched, and whoever had the most men at the end won. 
But what, what better what Americans did was like, oh, we're just gonna change this game. We're not gonna do this. We're gonna fight in the woods. We're gonna when then camouflage was a nice red jacket. We'll be ashamed if somebody added more red to it. And uh, like that's how. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I'm not trying to be like no, no, yo, British. Are, the Brits are our allies. I love y'all. I serve y'all. Y'all cool. I just like that's how. Like this is like. To this, like before my time, so like that's how you know you did it. So you train how you fight, and the concept of hey, this is we're not going to just sit here and we're not going to talk about arrays, for loops, and stuff. We're going to build things while we're talking about these things, and we're going to build them in real case scenarios. Like you know, ask me what a dot map filter, a dot map uh, means, or what a uh, what a you know the fat arrow does in ES6. Like all right, I'm going to show you, and I'm show you why you're using like oh, this is for a function is better if you use it as a, a block like you can use it as like a simple function like out in the wild but it's better if you use it just makes more sense to use it um, when it's within lexical scope like when it's like in a function so that way you can pull it in later especially if it's just some simple data and uh, or you know how to chain dot map dot filter dot reduce you know all these things that we focus on like you know how we like our curriculum like we first thing we do is we start a repo and then we start making people you know first thing they do download the repo next thing you do oh because we're teaching them how to use git right so next thing you do once you download the repo you need to check out a branch mm -hmm. oh now you're learning how to check branches out oh you need this branch this is your branch this is your develop branch mm -hmm. from this point on everything that you go in is this good develop branch before you merge to master right oh like all right so you're going to build a thing or you're doing a new portion of cohort you need to make a like a cohort branch or a feature branch based upon what you're learning so everything that you're working on right now goes in that feature branch once you get done you merge it into develop then once you want to pr it into our master branch then you'll ask for a code review and we'll look at it and we'll do that. Oh, now you learn code reviews, you learn Git flow, you're learning how to do features and a combine methodology, and you're doing that with you know, you're doing that over and over and over again. So by 14, 15, 16 weeks, like, oh yeah, I have real world experience in a in a style that, you know, working that people are doing on the outside. Yeah. You know, it's totally different from, you know, learning how to use GitHub, how to push stuff, mm -hmm. and then that's it. Like you know, I didn't learn how to. Took, I didn't learn how to, about uh, checking out branches and Kanban and stuff like three years ago, yeah. right? I'm like, so now that I know it, I am introducing everyone to it because that's part of my responsibility. That's so. Like that's that's what we say about training how you fight. Well, you know, you don't see mixed martial artists going out there doing taekwondo. They're out there doing like the stuff that works, yeah. right? So that's how we do. We train how we fight. If it doesn't work, we drop it. I I, I totally see why. Um, Zed Shaw got in with you guys because yeah. I went through his uh, learn sequel the hard way and that was very much the attitude. It was learn by doing. It's like, we're going to learn this concept but the whole time you're going through the book, you're building something and so I I, I am behind that 100%. I really like that. That is awesome that you guys are doing it. Well, that's how you had to learn in the 90s too. I mean, you know, you would get a book and you know, it didn't show you everything and you just kind of had to like hammer into stuff and then go to like gopher or something and ask, you know, you know, ask somebody, get a hold of somebody. I mean, it was, it used to be a lot more goal oriented. It feels like the, uh, the more academic types took over for a while and now they're losing again. And that's another reason why we chose JavaScript. Uh, I call JavaScript the working man's language. I like, like 
a lot of creatives, a lot of people who don't have that pedigree of going to Stanford or going to a college, getting a CS degree, they have made their mark and made their stamp in JavaScript. Mm -hmm. And because of that, JavaScript is still a learn, a very strong learn by doing. And, you know, um, going back to that whole fight analogy, a very, you know, style makes fights type deal. Like we could do object oriented programming in JavaScript, functional programming in JavaScript. Uh, we can learn about design architecture, like Adi Asani, he has a book about um, um, architecture with JavaScript, mm -hmm. love it. Um, now we could do all these things and we just focus on that language and we can, you know, have them build something like, um, this week I just finished, uh, I just finished my four week stint of teaching the veterans. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we did is like this last week was like, they use dot, uh, they use map filter reduce, but they also learn objects. And what I had them do was make a really insane object called you. And I was like, and in you, you have to put everything about yourself, everything about your life in you and like and then you got to make smaller objects things like this and this is going to you're going to treat this object almost like you would treat a json or an api is because when you go into other organ to the other parts you don't learn more about apis and json objects right so right but right now object is your api whenever you're building you're going to pull things mm -hmm. out of your object in order to build like i made them do their redo their bios by pulling things out of their object and then they learn how to you know inject things in html uh one young lady megan uh she was a little more advanced than her so i was like you know and that's another thing as jacob has been victim of if i see you're too good at something i'm going to just throw harder stuff at you <laughs> like oh, that, oh you did really good there you uh -huh. should do this uh very funny like she did really good on her object uh and i was like oh that's nice so you did this really well you should learn how to change your styling using JavaScript. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, change your styling in JavaScript. It was just like, all right, are you going to show me? No. Yeah. Change your styling in JavaScript. Research mm -hmm. it. That's part of being a programmer is you're going to have to learn how to research some things. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she took her a day and she found it. And she was like, is this it? Yeah. Yes. And then she, was, then she started applying it. And then she was like, I did it. I was like, oh, that's nice. You should turn those two buttons into a toggle switch, though, for UI purposes. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah. Cool. She doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to make her uh, take that toggle. And like cause I told her, you should add a dark mode to your website, right? Yeah. I'll make her take that logic, and I'm going to have her work with one of our programmers on our product side. And she's going to be heading up, put adding dark mode to our website. And she doesn't Everything know that Everything should yet, have so. a dark mode. Yes, it should. Yeah, see, yeah. She once she hears this, she'll be like, "Holy crap!" He was like setting me up for something else. Like, yeah, and, and as Jacob tells you, like, I do that all the time. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I'm the king of you know, set you up, and you're like, "Yeah, what am I doing?" Oh, yeah, very quickly to uh, be very careful about what questions I ask. Yeah, you'll get there. It'll be like, well, if, you know, if you're talking about that mapping, you know, can I, what can I do with that map or whatever? He's like, hey, that's a good question. That's your homework this week. Do something uh -huh. with that map and come back and tell us about it. Like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, Beige will find that familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got a lot yes. of that. So yeah, that's what you, I did to him. Did you, did you throw any erasers at people? <laughs> Because it's uh, <laughs> I never uh, I was the homework like I was like when I say the homework king I never threw an eraser I, but like um, I was just man uh, uh, well he's got to give it a little bit too because he gets it some uh, I know there's a running uh, joke with Betsu code where 
some of his images that he has, we got stock photos, and we just start putting his face on these stock photos <laughs> of everything. Yeah. I just upload them and stuff. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. They said that some of my headshots look like stock photos, and so they just started injecting. Like there was one night, I have no idea how this happened, where they just took the photos, they just started photoshopping me. Like they photoshopped me in like a scene of Matrix. Uh-huh. Like I was like I was dying. I was like I know they did. They have like. Captain America mug. Like, I've kind of, you guys don't know this about me. I'm like the biggest Captain America fan there is. Mm-hmm. I have like I have a giant Captain America mug, and they were like, "Oh, you're like, that mug is almost as big as your head." And then somebody photoshopped like me peeking out <laughs> of the Captain America mug. Uh, like they took a headshot, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna make this like Veterans Coding Weekly." It was oh, like funny. I was like, "This is what happens when you get veterans." internet yeah. like, I never <laughs> like, but then i gave everybody homework and i felt better i felt better yes. about it. so that sounds like programmers in general there's yeah. one that's floating around my office where they photoshopped my head into a amish baseball game like i had the full beard <laughs> he, he had a and, much larger beard and long hair so. yes <laughs> it was it was legit so one of the things that that here at Complete Developer and in the other things that we do that we're very passionate about is helping developers beyond just the technical skills. And we've gotten a lot of really great information about what you guys do on the technical side. But can you tell us a little bit about the ways that uh, Vetsu Code help with the non-technical skills like interviewing, job placement, um, you may be working in a corporate or startup environment, stuff like that? Raj, well, the first thing we do is that we assign every veteran a mentor and um, I end up, I have one-on-ones that I do with veterans all the time, which comes sometimes backfires. Like, I think, Jacob, you've been a victim of it when you've been up or like late at night coding. And then I see you, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Let's do a one-on-one right now. Or let's, let me see what you're working on. Like, you know, things like that. Like, I am very open and very transparent with them. And our, a lot of our mentors are as well. And that really helps. Like, we have two mentorship teams. One is for veterans going through the cohort and one is after they get jobs. So we have our continuing education mentors and our mentors that are like for like the very job, those, the mentors that aren't continuing education, but are like developer uh, mentors. They're very focused on JavaScript and getting that initial job. The continuing education veterans are like, oh, this is what you can do. This is what else you can do in the industry. This, these are the guys that they introduce you to DevOps. They introduce you to, you know, more deep other languages, things like that. Like, I don't do that at all. I focus on getting you skilled up and getting you to those guys. Um, we are, the one thing that we're doing as well right now is we, uh, we're bringing, onboarding a new board member who his, he specializes literally in veteran transition and uh, HR communications with like tech. He works at one of them. Uh, he works at Facebook, and that's what he does with veterans. Is he helps them transition into take jobs? Like that is like those are just some of the ways we do it, and we we make introductions. Like there's no like especially uh, I had a veteran, uh, Jeff Martin. He works at Microsoft. Like I wish he was around. He would tell you guys we he was the first veteran that was that I was teaching that ever lived close to me. So we were able to go to like developer meetups and stuff. And one developer meetup where he was doing job stuff, I showed up. And mind you, he's in like a button up and nice pants and haircut and stuff. Show up in my uniform of the day, which is jeans, Converse, uh, Captain America shield backpack, and a um, 
and uh, you know hoodie and hat I ended up getting like four job offers that day like i was talking and we went to dylan and i was like hey oh you're good i'm already happy but he needs a job and he was like this dude was throwing jobs my direction just like people were trying to hire him and he was like like deflecting and putting information the detail on me like that's just you know i teach them like how to be comfortable talking introducing them to people have forced them to go meetups like meetups is like the only way you cannot go to come to class like we have a class unless you're working or have something important to do uh you have to do a meetup uh, at least once a month that's one of our rules when you're that's in very good. uh education and veteran like hey you have to meet deal with your community the harsh reality is you know People are people and they have to get to know you before like literally I say you're well people like no one has training when it comes to even the top companies don't have perfect, you know, training when it comes to like hiring people. They're trying to find someone smart who is passionate and learn that they can spend eight hours a day with without murdering. Yep. Like that's the name of the game. So what you need to do is be that person who is smart, who is passionate, who likes solving problems and can be around eight hours a day without being murdered. That's your only thing. That's like, we're setting the bar very low here. Like <laughs> just be smart and not be unkillable. Just to be, Hey, I don't want to kill you. Like that's what you want to be. Like, that's it. Like I said, we treat it like, the, like you would treat a boxing gym. Like this is a spot of sparring. So everybody's transparent. Everybody's like the mentors, Everybody's talking about the mistakes they've made and, you know, the bumps they've gotten and things like that. Because we know that the bit, the, you know, the more we share our failures in, internally, once it comes to external, you're not going to have that problem. Like setting that trend of being JavaScript fo- focused, being junior and entry level engineer focused, being like, you know, being transparent, treating this like a boxing gym where we don't talk about the stuff, the bad things that people did. Like we're all a team and one of us isn't doing well. None of us are doing well. doesn't matter. Uh, and just being, you know, the best we can on that. And then like, you know, helps us create a polished, you know, product, which is a veteran that knows, you know, what the hell they're talking about. And like, that's what we focus on. Very cool. Which goes back to the train, how you fight type thing. Nice. So, uh, who all can participate in the program? I mean, is it restricted to only U.S. military veterans, or because I mean, like, uh, I know people are going to be hearing what you're saying on here, and they're going to be like, "Crap, I want to do that." <laughs> it is restricted only to U.S. veterans, but they do not have to be in country. Um, one of the veterans that I was just talking about, the one that became a senior software engineer, a software engineer at Verizon, uh, he was uh, originally in Finland. And we started training him while he was in Finland. This is making his journey all the way back uh, to America. And it's like, yo, this is super crazy. Like, that's what we focus on uh, is highly training. What we look for through Vetsuko Veterans is uh, willing to do the work. Like, that's the secret sauce. Uh, I'm a firm believer. And we've proven it quite a few times. You can literally turn, like, I mean, Jacob's a a prime example. You can turn the absolute worst programmer into a skilled developer and make them good if they're willing to put in the work if we want to put in the hours so our biggest um, caveat our biggest like wall they have to do is they have to do the pre-work to even get interview. we also we open ourselves up to military spouses because i understand that the, the you know tech isn't just a boys club however the problem would be in the military is that it is a majority of boys club right now. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why we try to look for 
you know, military spouses, uh, particularly, you know, women, because we want to make sure that, you know, we're open to everybody. If you're willing, if you, you know, serve and you're making a sacrifice because military spouses make a sacrifice too, um, because, you know, they would like to stay home instead of getting moved every four years as well. Especially like, you know, military bases are on the worst real estate. So it's not like you're moving to Malibu. You're like moving to like 29 Palms. So there are no palm trees in 29 Palms. <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys know that. 29 Palms has zero palms. Um, so like, you know, we try to, you know, we're always looking for that. Like every time we get a, the, our process is, you apply, and we get you in a Facebook group. Eddie handles the pre-work. Uh, we try to get you motivated and get you guys to finish. And then hopefully, if you finish, you get an interview with me. I'm very, uh, I'm I handle one part of the interview, and I'm just trying to see, you know, do code like do interpersonal smells. Like, are you going to do the work? I set the tone, let you know that everybody that you deal with that is an alumni, is a mentor, or is a director of another, or is a team lead of another team is a proxy of me. So when you're talking to them, you're essentially talking to me. So treat them as they respect you treat me. I try to, you know, you know, I handle it. Like I said, very community. Cause like once you become a grad, I treat you like an equal once you're a grad. Like, you know, I expect you to be equal. I expect you to contribute. I expect you to be, um, you know, be more one team, one fight mentality. My job is to get you to the level I am. And then for us to work together as a unit. Right. That's like how I view it. So after that, we have another person who he's like, like kind of like the trap. He does more technical stuff, but he's a civilian. So like, I want to see how you interact with people who you feel like may not understand our journey. Right. So, you know, that's, a, that's you know, it's a not so veiled trick, but that's, you know, just how I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure that you respect everybody because some of our most helpful mentors are civilians. Some of our most hands-on board members are civilians. Like, you know, this is an organization where, you know, I've had, I've watched Kyle Shevlin, who he's at Webflow, you know, jump in and help a veteran with a JavaScript problem. And I've helped, I've watched Brian Holt, who is at Microsoft and he was at Netflix and he was at Reddit come in and talk and work through something with the veteran. And like, there's nowhere else on the internet where somebody or these type of JavaScript rock stars are coming now to, you know, literally talk and interact with you and talk and write code with you. And you have six, seven weeks of experience. Like you, you can't, you can't replicate yeah, that. That's huge. It's, it's really awesome that, you guys work with people like that. So, Jerome, Jacob, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk with us about what you do. If people wanted to get in touch with you to participate, uh, volunteer, or donate, or maybe if they just have some questions, how could they get in touch with you and find out more about the program? Uh, for me, I am uh, Ed Jerome Hardaway on Twitter. Uh, there's the Ed Vesuco Twitter account as well, and Vesuco.io for all the voluntary stuff. We are always looking for mentors. Um, if you have two years, uh, if you have two years of employment in JavaScript, you definitely qualify for our mentorship team. For those who are not um, on the JavaScript like mentorship track, we are looking for at least five years of web development experience. If you're going to be talking about Java, Go, DevOps, anything like that, architecture, any of that stuff, like we ask for like at least five years of experience as a professional programmer. But you know, those are the two like as those are the two biggest ways that you can come in and give back. 
So guys, whether you're a veteran who works in IT or is just getting started, or even if you haven't served in the military, there are a lot of ways to get involved. Vetsu Code is one way of giving back to the community. We encourage you to go out and find ways that you're able to help out. That pretty much wraps us up before we close everything out. Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, I just want to reiterate the, uh, you know, the thing that was kind of the underlying theme of this whole deal, you know, it's like the, the train how you fight stuff. Like if you're building real code, you will learn so much more than you'll learn in a book, uh, so much quicker because like it's not just that you learn, but you learn how to go and find information, like how to look through like crappy Linux documentation to figure out command line switches and, you know, crap like that, that you would never ever encounter in a training course. And, and so always try to be setting yourself up so that you pressure test yourself with real world scenarios and you'll grow so much faster. And that's all I got. Stand by for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. The intro music for IOTs is Hillbilly Hip Hop by Jason Belcher. For references, show notes, and to sign up for weekly emails with extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Catch us each week as we broadcast live, talking about what's going on in the tech world and answering listener questions. Learn more about all of our shows and groups by going to CompleteDevelopernetwork.com where you'll find links to Junior Developer Toolbox, Developer Launchpad, and our other communities. Thanks for listening. See you next time.